Chris. Hope you're doing well. And welcome to Popcorn Finance, where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I appreciate you coming back for another episode. And today I have Roger Whitney, the retirement answer man, as he likes to go by. He's a CFP and his main focus is on retirement. So I thought, you know, hey, let's have a nice retirement conversation with everyone today. So Roger, how are you doing? I'm awesome, Chris. How you doing, man? I'm doing really good. I appreciate having you on. And it's especially when you're talking retirement, it's always good to to speak with someone who thinks about retirement all the time, which I know that's your thing, right? That's all I think about. I feel like the old wise one in the room. (laughs) Well, we need that. We need advice from someone who who has this on their mind, because I think when you spend a lot of time thinking about any type of topic, I think you you can run through some interesting scenarios in your head. Definitely. And And retirement is this thing that we sort of get shamed about all the time that we're not doing enough for, which doesn't make it really that interesting to us. No, like <laughs> shame that we're not saving enough. Come on. And, you know, if you Google retirement there, you know, I forget how many hits there are in Google, but most of them are retirement crisis. Why you're not saving enough. All the things that we are supposed to be doing when we're actually trying to live a great life. doesn't create positive conversations a lot of times. No, no, it doesn't. And you know, I, I think we want to try to fix that a little bit in this episode. For for younger people out there, say you're in your your twenties, your thirties, and you know, maybe retirement hasn't been on your mind, but you know, you want to do something about it. I, I really want to talk to you about, you know, what are some things someone, you know, in that age range should be thinking about when it comes to retirement? And also, you know, how have things really changed for for younger people when it comes to planning for retirement? Well, this is gonna be interesting because I don't think you really should be thinking about retirement at all. Really? Here's the deal. So I work primarily with baby boomers, which are the parents, right? Yeah. And even, you know, the idea of retirement is changing, but we just don't have a word to call it. So, you know, traditional retirement where you save a bunch of money, then you stop working forever and then just live off your money. That worked really for like grandparents, right? Because if you think of our grandparents or our parents, mainly grandparents, they didn't live very long. They had pensions and they lived very quiet lives. True. You know, they lived on, you know, they looked at retirement, which was literally my body is worn out from labor. I need to just do nothing. I mean, when I think of my <laughs> grandpa, that's what he did. And so they, they, you know, their, their retirement was on the park bench of life. And even baby boomers today, they typically don't have pensions. They're going to live a lot longer. They're responsible for all their finances and they're looking at retirement as this chance to finally live on their own terms. Now, usually when we get get the kids out of the house, I'm not a baby boomer. I'm 51, but I got two, a 20 and a 22-year-old. They're out of the house. We're, we're having a blast. <laughs> finally get to live, which means we're going to spend a lot more money. We're going to be in the playground of life in quote-unquote retirement. So now let's go to like a 20 or 30-year-old. You're going to live longer than any generation in the history of mankind. You're not going to have a pension because of the pace of innovation. You're going to have multiple careers that you can't even imagine yet. And you're going to be active for a lot longer. You know, even a 20 year old today, like my daughter, statistically, she has a 50 50 chance of living past 100. Wow. So if you're in your 20s and 30s and you're trying to think of retirement in the way that it's defined today, where you have to save and invest as the main vehicle to be okay in retirement, the math doesn't work because of inflation, because you don't have a pension. The amount that you would have to save to, quote unquote, be financially independent is not going to work for almost everybody. If it's only about saving and investing and that's why we have a retirement crisis because we're using the we're using the model that worked in past generations and applying it to this generation 
when the game is all changed. Oh, that's interesting. That's a very interesting take on that because I, I did not even think about it in that way at all. And, and because you, the amount you'd have to save and invest would, you know, that's why, you know, you'll never, you're never saving enough because you factor in inflation and risk and the fact that you're going to need to spend that, you know, if you retire at age 60, right now we're planning for a 30-year period of retirement. Well, if somebody in their 20s retires at 60, now we're planning for a 40 or 50-year period of retirement with the cost of inflation and the fact that you're going to want to be active because of all the medical advances. I don't even know how much money that would be. What do you see as the the new take that that younger people should be, you know, taking when they when they're thinking about retirement? I mean, how do you how do you even begin to tackle something like this? So if I think of somebody in like in their 20s or in their 30s, probably one of the best investments you can make, likely the best investment you can make is in your ability to learn and improve your skill sets and your professional network. So if you actually do a return on investment on building a very robust professional network in maybe the industry that you're in or the industry that you would like to be in at some point, and then building your skill set in the industry you're in or where you might like to be, those are things that are going to help you grow your income. I mean, your income is the engine of growing wealth. So if you're like you, Chris, and you're sitting here, I'm guessing you have a full-time job of some sort. Mm Mm-hmm and you're doing this podcast, you're doing sort of that, right? This is of interest to you. You have a great spirit for it. So you're investing in this, I'll call it a side hustle, that you don't know where it could take you. And you know, we got to bump into each other at Podcast Movement, and you're building a social slash professional network that can spawn opportunities that we can't even imagine now. And you're making these relationships all over the world because of the reach of your podcast. So that's a perfect example. I didn't even think about this podcast in that way at all, but that's a, a great point because I can only maybe say stand working at my regular job for so long. After <laughs> so many years, you're kind of like, all right, I'm kind of done with this. And then, you know, this gives me an opportunity to do something else that's, that gives me some variety and maybe uh, allows me to continue working, but then in a completely different field, completely different area than I was doing before, which will probably allow me to work longer, but in a different capacity. Well, when I talk to baby boomers and I talk to them about what they really want out of retirement, it's not not working. It's they, it's not about not working. They're just sick of the grind of the corporate life or whatever, you know, the factory life, whatever work they're doing, the meetings, the travel, the, you know, just all the stuff that go on with working for somebody else. They're that's what they're sick of that, but what they don't want not working. They want time freedom and some ability to pursue things that they're actually interested in. That makes complete sense because, yeah, going to work every day, eight, nine hours a day, doing something maybe you're not even interested in, that, it's hard to keep that up for, you know, 40, 50 years. Well, and something that happens is, and I don't know your path here, Chris, is we get in, you know, we get out of college. I remember getting out of college and I just wanted a job, right? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> wanted, you know, I wanted the paycheck and I wanted to be able to, you know, support myself. And then normally you move up in a corporation and maybe there's some parallel movements. But a lot of us evolve into something that we're really, really good at, but really isn't what we thought about as a kid. Yeah, exactly. It's not what our passion is. But hey, it pays the bills and we're actually really good at it. Then you you get the you get the marriage, you get the kids, you get the mortgage, and all of a sudden, wow, I even if I wanted to pursue something that I really was passionate about, I can't because I got all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, using that career that may not be, you know, you know, the awesome thing for you, using that as a springboard to basically fund 
you know, what you could think of next is, I think, a really, a really healthy thing to do. But I think when you're in your 20s and 30s, it's less about retirement and more about building wealth and building your ability to generate wealth, which is building income. And usually that skill sets and that network are the two things. So if you think of Chris, you know, when you're investing in this podcast, that's not spending money. That's really investing money, assuming you have some plan that's percolating in the background as to how to make it a semi-business. Uh, that's actually an investment, right? In a business. True. So you could equate that to investing in the stock market or into a Roth or things like that. You're just choosing to put it into a side business. Oh, that's really interesting. So you're saying like, in addition to, you know, there's like always like the traditional saving and investing for retirement, also spending some time or maybe some of your resources investing in something that could, I guess, like provide some income or some type of, you know, alternative uh, to work for you in the future is also kind of like a form of planning for retirement. It may be the best investment because it's one you have more control over. And if you, cal- I mean, I'm, I don't I just figure out a study of how you calculate the return on investment, but if you could double your income, well, that just gives you more wealth to pour into a lot of other things. There's a big multiplier effect to that. And in your 20s and 30s, you have such a long timeline and it's going to inoculate you to innovation and you know becoming obsolete because of how the pace of change that we're seeing in all sorts of industries, right? Oh, yeah. No, true. So I think that's a healthier way to think about it. And it's something that we can actually take action on and it engages us more in, in keeping fresh. Now, I'm not saying don't save and invest. <laughs> That's important to be a good steward of the wealth that you create through Ross and 401ks. That is part of it. But unfortunately, in the financial advice industry, which I'm part of, we don't know anything else but save and invest. And that's really where we make our bread and butter. Any advice you get from most financial media or advisor or firm is going to be about saving and investing in the traditional sense. It's just a little bit of a, you know, they're a little myopic on that and they don't think in multidimensional ways, which is probably a little healthier, which shows like this do all the time. We think of retirement like a light switch, yeah. right? We're <laughs> on working or we're off and we're like our grandparents. When it's much healthier to think of retirement as uh, a a dimmer switch hmm. where we slowly are turning down traditional work to gain more time freedom. And as we turn down traditional work, we're maybe even making less money, but we're trading money for more time freedom. I love that. It's like a, like you're gradually retiring. Like you just take, you go from like a hundred percent down to, you know, 80, 50 and still slowly you get to a point maybe where you don't, maybe you're not able to work or you're not, uh, you have no desire to continue working at all, but you can kind of phase that in. So it's less, impactful on, I guess, the money you've saved over time. If you think about saving for the future in the one-dimensional plane of saving and investing, here's what the answer is always going to be. You're going to need to save more money now. Well, if you have to save more money now, that means you either have to earn more income, which means probably work harder if you're in a corporate, you know, or take on more hours, or you're going to have to frugal your way down to rice and beans. <laughs> and if you're not willing to do those things or you can't, well, then the trade-off in the one dimensional world is going to be, well, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to work a lot longer and you're probably going to have to settle for less later on. Those are usually the kinds of options that come from this one dimensional planning and they all sort of suck. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And that's one, you know, so we become disengaged because, you know, if you're in your twenties and thirties, you're young, you're having fun, you're raising a family and you don't have that much time margin. You're just trying to build your household to begin with. So I think a healthier way is thinking of your life like a business and thinking of more multidimensionally of how you can create 
not just a great life later on, but a really cool life right now. Oh, I love that. That, that. That's a really great point. And I think it's uh, it's kind of made me start thinking about retirement a little bit differently. It's, you know, not just thinking of it as how much money can I save? How fast can I get it to the point where I can stop working? But having something you can transition to, having something that allows you to either work just a little bit less, kind of reduce your hours, or maybe just transition to a new career altogether. That'll that'll be more enjoyable, a little less, less stressful than a day-to-day grind. Rock Retirement, which is the name of your book, uh, it offers inspirational advice on how to enjoy the journey to retirement to its fullest, which I think is, is I think it's really what our conversation was about was, you know, having that balance and it's not just a work forever as long as you can and then just cut it off and go sit on the couch or go feed the pigeons. You know, it's you can find that that balance and find some enjoyment on that journey to retirement and also in retirement. And you kindly offered to, to give away a few copies of it. Yeah, we'll give away 10 copies. All you have to do is go to rogerwhitney.com forward slash popcorn and your email and then we'll contact the 10 people that win it and we'll send it out with postage paid and everything oh no that, that's perfect thank you i appreciate that it's really really generous of you you bet man you bet i didn't expect this but i'm i'm <laughs> my mind has really been been challenged in my normal thoughts on retirement ever uh, i've really got to think about it a little bit more and, and work on finding that balance and and rethinking what i consider to be retirement and what it is i'm looking for so i always love having conversations that'll make me challenge what i've already been thinking so i appreciate that before we get out of here, is there any place that people can can keep up with you, find out what's going on, learn, learn more about what you and what it is you're doing? Yeah, the, we have the Retirement Answer Man podcast, which is award-winning, had for four years. And then we got a YouTube channel where I try to make this stuff sort of fun. Yeah, I saw you recording some video at Podcast Movie. You had a nice setup there. Yeah, I'm, I'm geeking out on a little bit right now. I'm having fun. <laughs> I think that's, that's always the best. Is that, that going to be your next career move, going to uh, a little more video work? It's, it's one of my passion is right now. I just have a blast talking about this stuff and the more i think about it the more uh the more cool people i meet so uh yeah we'll see where it goes well that's always a great side effect of uh finding a new hobby is meeting some great people and that's how that's how i met you it was really great you know having the opportunity to talk with you and having you on the show so thank you thank you Hey, thanks for sticking with us for what ended up being about four or five bags of popcorn this week. So I know it was a longer episode, but I really appreciate you sticking with us. And I really hope that you got something from this episode. You know, I didn't want to cut it short because I was really enjoying Roger's message about retirement. And he was kind of making me think about it differently. So I hope you got something from this episode as well. And I want to give a shout out to Cassandra, who won the Amazon Kindle that was part of the Popcorn Finance Black Friday giveaway. So got a hold of her, got the Kindle out to her in the mail. And thank you, Cassandra, so much for participating. And thank you to all of you who participated and send in your entries. I really wish I had more than one Kindle to give away. But the good news is, thanks to Roger's generous offer, he'll be giving away 10 copies of his book, Rock Retirement. So all you have to do is go to rogerwhitney.com slash popcorn, or just head over to the show notes. I'll have a link in there as well. And make sure you sign up for a chance to win a copy of his book, which will hopefully get you on the path to thinking about your retirement a little bit differently. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.